Welcome back to The Hysterical Human. It's been quite a while and I'll get to that later. But today I'm going to jump right in to the topic that I decided to talk about. And that is Cambridge Analytica. So Cambridge Analytica is this whole thing is basically about a scandal, the Facebook Cambridge Analytica scandal that broke out in March, April last year where CA, that is Cambridge Analytica, was accused of illegally mining personal information of over 80 million Facebook users across the world from the Facebook database and using that data to help political campaigns, mainly in 2016, the Trump campaign and Brexit. So this is a major allegation and this is the headlines. Now, let's get into it. So first, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a backstory about Cambridge Analytica. Cambridge Analytica is a subsidiary of a European behavioral research and data mining company called as SCL, which is Strategic Communications Laboratory. So I'm going to talk about two ex-employees of SCL who are pertinent to this. One is Christopher Wiley and the second is Alexander Nix, both of whom worked at SCL and quit in 2014 to found the company CA. Alexander Nix became the CEO and Christopher Wiley was actually one of the people who had the idea of CA, uh, but he just was a data scientist who worked in CA. He didn't exactly take a very prominent role there. So he worked in CA, I'm talking about Christopher Wiley, for the first nine months, that is in 2014 for the first nine months. And I'll get into that later. So. Before I, I get into one of the most important points, I want to talk about how established CA was. So you see, in its four years of existence, till it was liquidated in 2018, CA had worked extensively for elections across the globe, political campaigns, governments, CIA, MI6, British and American defense. So it had established itself as quite a fr front runner. And its biggest asset is data. But initially, when CA was founded, Wiley and Nix, they didn't exactly have a base to proceed with because it is a data mining company and you need to mine data, you need to get data. So Wiley decided to approach this Cambridge computer science researcher whose name was Alexander Kogan, who then suggested, why not use Facebook? Because Facebook, you see, had a number of apps that could legally legally access user data and they decided to piggy off that piggyback off that so he created this personality test called as know your digital life which was taken by around 270000 people and this data was let me put it in this way simply handed over to cambridge analytica for them to do whatever it is they want to do with it so cambridge analytica went all in so they had two data of around 270,000 people worldwide. And because of Facebook's loose restrictions across its user profiles, they were able to harvest that data and manipulate it into a number of around 30 million people. So basically, when they worked on one profile, they, they turned it upside down. They managed to get all data from that user profile and penetrate to their friends, their stories, the pictures, the birthdays. They created a psychological profile on every single user and, and hence it multiplied into 30 million in not very long. 
and it was so huge that CA had alleged that during the 2016 Trump campaign they had data on almost all american voters with over 5000 data points on each voter now what exactly is a data point it's like a number to represent how extensive the data is on each individual so it's not only that they had a huge database their database was deep enough regard on each single user in that particular database that they had so it was it was a huge amount of data it was it was in depth it was groundbreaking so basically now the question comes how did this come out like how did this happen if they are if data is what they are selling they should be really really particular about it they would be very careful about it now this re- revelation came out when david carroll an associate professor at parson school of design filed a case against cambridge analytica in the uk as although i mean obviously cambridge analytica is a british based company because its parent company is a british behavioral research company and it was sourcing its information from across the world now mind you david carroll is an american citizen from across the world it was storing its data in the uk so he knew he had to file this in the uk if he had any shot at getting his data back so what he did is he filed a case demanding to know what is the data they had on him and that he wants it back so this is how it started now we'll come to how exactly is facebook incriminated in this facebook um you see as mark zuckerberg had accepted in a recent congress hearing as well with i think alexandra ocasio cortez it was a video which went viral of alexandra ocasio cortez uh fucking with mark and mark sweating his pants off about the fact that facebook knew about this gross violation and even had an idea of this insurmountable numbers in 2015 itself so just a year after ca was created now while it immediately removed the app from its platform that is the personality test and approached ca about this violation and ca had in turn agreed to delete the entire database it never did come out publicly or make any effort to further protect the privacy of its users or even make any effort to know who were the users that were affected by it and without a surprise obviously ca never deleted that database and over the years the numbers of people continued to multiply so had they deleted at that time it wouldn't have been 30 million people that had been affected it would maybe you could just you know it be a million it that's way less than 30 million well that's still a large number so basically the outrage was created because of facebook's indifference to the value of data which they were already capitalizing and monetizing on so facebook stocks plummeted by around 6 to 7% and they lost like millions of dollars on the day that this particular news was released and in 2018 once the scandal broke out that was when facebook in it was in 2018 now mind you so 2014 was let's let's try and understand the timeline 2014 was cas creation 2014 2015 they had one year to create a database 2015 is when facebook found out did nothing about it except deleted the app and approached ca to you know what this is not nice can you not do this please delete our data 
I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm not going to cross check. I'm not going to file a case. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just like, please do that for me. And in 2018, once it became a huge deal, then they released a tool on every user's newsfeed, which is which says to see how you are affected and admitting to this that the fa- the fact that they knew about it in 2015 and didn't do anything and giving the user powers to see what apps they use and give them complete control of the data these apps are monetizing on so they basically did what they had to do a long time ago only in 2018 so that was what caused this entire facebook issue and caused this whole global outrage on the data rights and our privacy and an edward snowden prism scandal part 2 but with facebook at the center of this huge conspiracy and now come the whistleblowers so obviously you need whistleblowers when you're coming to such a tight knit company that has worked with intelligence agencies you need someone on the inside to know exactly how this works because it's not easy to break the system down so we have two whistleblowers in this case one is christopher wiley and this is going to get interesting and the second is britney kaiser so i'm going to talk about christopher wiley first now as i told you christopher wiley was one of the two people who founded it and worked for um ca for 9 months in 2014 he quit after 9 months that begs the question why was he plagued with the ethical monstrosity of what this company was doing did he suddenly realize that what he was doing was a gross violation of democracy no he quit to found another data mining company called as you know your technologies which is again now a defunct company so it existed from 2014 to 2017 the ironic thing is it was accused of using the same psychographic profiling as ca with the same database that alexander kogan had created for ca and he was the direct competitor to ca in their pitch to trump's campaign and he lost to them so literally he created something to do the exact same thing that ca was doing and 3 years later he's a whistleblower now it's completely understandable why he would do that but you know just stating the facts them and i'm one of those people who did not buy into his dystopian fantasy of data rights and human rights and anyone and i don't know if anyone on this planet did or has bought into his this picture that he has created of himself but anyways moving on he's a whistleblower he's the one who blew the whistle and ironically if you google you know if you google cambridge analytica whistleblower the only person who pops up is christopher wiley The only way I actually knew about uh, the next whistleblower that's Brittany Kaiser was through the Netflix documentary. Now, I didn't exactly do much digging because the Netflix documentary is based completely on Brittany Kaiser. Um Christopher Wiley has a Wikipedia page. Brittany Kaiser, she's more on the mellow side. So, let's talk about Brittany Kaiser. Here's when you think, okay, you know what? There's a little bit of morality. Brittany Kaiser on the other hand is a completely different story. See, you see, she was brought into the picture by Wiley at um at an interrogation that he was giving, and the other reason she was gotten into the picture was because she was seen at a press conference where she represented Cambridge Analytica at a Leave. EU event. Now, a Leave. EU is basically where Cambridge Analytica was 
Rep was campaigning for Brexit, although it has publicly denied that it has ever campaigned for Brexit, saying that it was only approached but has never actually helped them. And that is again very, very debatable. So basically, she was a human rights activist for a large part of her career. Then she was approached by Nix for a job at, at Cambridge Analytica in 2014. And she said that she took it simply because she had no money. She was broke. Her parents lost all their money. They lost their childhood home. Her dad just had brain surgery and was incapable of taking up any more jobs. And she had no money. And Nix gave her an opportunity of a lifetime. And um, she went for it. But she's always maintained that while she's worked there, she had questioned the eth ethical practices there and realized that it was now or never. Um, and that's when she decided, you know what? I'm done. Fuck this shit. Um, I'm going to out these motherfuckers. And so basically, that's how I mainly know her. Because, um, you know, the documentary. And you guys should check it out. So... They both were pretty instrumental in revealing damning information about the company and its connection to Facebook. Brittany actually went on to explain the strategies that were used by Cambridge Analytica to benefit their clients. So you see, they had this data set of people they called the pursuables, the ones who could be easily swayed, who had not yet made a decision and they used to bombard these people with memes, images, videos, ads, graphics, content that was both the truth and the an untruth to swing their vote to their client. So it was a targeted audience that they believed had the ability to change the vote. As we obviously saw in the 2016 US elections, Trump 51 and Hillary 49. She said this was basically intelligence warfare and uh, it was illegal as per British law. So this whole thing is happening on British soil. So let's remember that we are following British law in this case. There were, you know, uh, she had this video which was released of the practices that, was that were used by Cambridge Analytica in various elections across small countries. And one of them was Trinidad and Tobago. And... I, and this is in the documentary, people, and I was watching it, and it, it's brilliant. Okay, I need to give, I need to say this. It, it was genius, and it was, and it's crazy because it was such a huge presumptuous risk that Cambridge Analytica had taken, and it paid off. So they literally won the Trinidad and Tobago election on the assumption that Indian kids' tendencies are always to listen to their parents. It blows my mind. Like it, it, it's insane, and. It's called the Do So campaign and you guys should totally check it out. I would actually talk about it more, but then it'll get really, really long and boring. So you guys should actually check it out. It's called the Do So campaign and it's crazy. It's, I mean, I could never think about it, like the risk that you were taken and the confidence that you need to have that this is actually going to pay off. So this was exactly CA with respect to US, Brexit and just facts. So this got me thinking about India. So I'm going to just give you a little bit of information about India. Uh, while C has openly admitted to be staunch Congress supporters, admitting to have helped them in caste surveys in minor elections, it has, um, and one of its first assignments was for the Bihar 2009 elections for the JDU. So while now you see, okay, so CA has admitted that, okay. Now, SCL, which is the parent company of CA, actually has an Indian branch. And one of the directors of SCL India is 
the son of the JDU chief, that is KC Tyagi's son, Amrish Kumar Tyagi. Just a fact, throwing it out there. Now, for the articles that I've read till now, CA did not take part in any national Indian elections, so I'm not going to give you any of the breaking news that you guys wanted to hear. Oh my God, BJP, oh my God, Congress, this is how they won. No, I have no clue. But that got me thinking about electoral consultancies and there are hundreds of electoral consultancies based out from India for Indian elections. And one of the largest ones that I actually came across is called IPAC, which is Indian Political Action Committee, which is actually a huge pro-BJP supporter. And But in the recent elections, they worked with um, YS Jagmohan Reddy. And one of the, the founders of this IPAC organization is actually a political advisor to Jagmohan Reddy. And this IPAC, uh, it markets itself as a platform for youth to be an active part in Indian political decision making. I was actually contacted by them like two years ago and I was like, whoa, this is cool. And it was not until I started reading this stuff for this podcast that I was like, are you fucking kidding me? It was if they had found me, they had extensive research because at that particular point of time, there was nothing on my social media to indicate any political opinions that I had about any party. So either they considered me to be a pursuable kind of person and hence they contacted me or there's just some kind of crazy algorithms out there that I don't understand. So I'm not going to go into the ethics behind this, although I'm sure there were a lot of points in which I had like these clear biased judgments. But to be honest, I still do not have an opinion about the ethics behind the entire story of Cambridge Analytica or electoral consultancies or data mining or data rights. But I'm curious to know what you guys think. So I'm going to ask you like, Do you think electoral consultancies violate the integrity of a democracy or is it normal using psychological predictabilities on a large scale to assist an elected candidate to be elected to the next stage? Like, is that normal? Isn't that what we always do? As human beings, we are manipulative humans. So I'm just curious. I just want to know what you guys think. And the second question I want to know is, do you think data rights is a rational fight? Do we have the right to demand communication, transparency, speed, and technology, and yet demand for privacy? Or do you think it's just stupid and cocky of us to assume that we can get it all? I just want to know what you guys think. It's a very, like, lucid kind of question. If you want to go deep, that's awesome. DM me if you have any answers. It would be great to have a conversation. But before I do sign off on this particular podcast, there is one thing I really wanted to talk to you guys about. So... I even did a little bit of research in cybersecurity in India and shallow research. And obviously there is this one act, which is the Information Technology Act, created in the year 2000. And it has been amended only twice till now in the last 20 years. And there are five main loopholes that I could find. So one is spamming. So there is nothing against spamming in our cybersecurity law. So you can bombard a person with as much shit as you want and it is not illegal, which was one of the tactics, mind you, that was being used by CA as that was alleged by Brittany Kaiser. Second is phishing. Phishing is fraudulently acquiring um, data like banking data, electronic data, 
and dude that is so fucking illegal i don't even understand like what the fuck it's so fucking obvious it's wrong but there's no there's nothing in the law which states that you know what you're going to get fucked if you do this third is privacy protection which is what this entire podcast has been about privacy protection data rights we still don't have anything about that and we're talking about india people fourth is identity theft there is no clear cut law about it and fifth is cyber attack by an external source external source being another country now i don't know i don't know what the fuck the government is doing so this is just five things that i found and i wanted to tell you guys because be careful you know try not giving these personality tests or these iq tests because they are being monitored and i'm sure like 95% of you there know but i just thought you know what let's just give this extra information have some data to back up these allegations that i think you already have in your head and i found this to be interesting i found this to be awesome and to be honest even though ca is kind of like vilified by the rest of the world it was a brilliant fucking company and you really should check out what they did in trinidad and tobago because it blew my mind maybe you guys would be like you're overreacting to it but i don't know i found it fucking brilliant and that's all people that's it for today that's it for the topic and um, i'll see you guys later have a great day and bye bye